Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and we are joined for Employment Report Friday. Uh, the U.S. and most of the time Canada report their, uh, give their monthly employment report on the first Friday of the month. And we're joined by Chief Economist at RBC Global Asset Management, hardest working economist in Canada, Eric Lascelles. Eric, welcome. Thanks so much. And uh, we're doing this, uh, the reports are, are out uh, around 8.30 in the morning. We're doing, we're taping this at around 10. So this is kind of a snap reaction uh, to a couple of reports that were disappointing on the surface. Uh, I know in the U.S. there was an expectation the U.S. was going to add uh, a million or so jobs and a lot of the expectations of economists were to almost to the upside. And that number came in at 266. You'll talk about the, the, the Canadian report as well. Of course, you were at uh, 266 with your prediction, so uh, you were you were one of the few economists who got it bang on. But uh, Eric, what do we uh, what do we make out of these numbers? And and and, and the biggest surprise since 1998, I know in the U.S. What what do you take away? Right. And by the way, on the subject of, of numbers coming in at 8:30, I remember, and you probably remember as well, when the Canadian number used to come out at 7 a.m., which was not a happy thing for us economists <laughs> that required being there significantly in advance at 7 a.m. I think it was it was inflation and employment. There were two days a month when you had to get up really really early beyond the norm. Anyways, they, they've, they've done away with, and the argument, by the way, was always that Newfoundland needed the number for its drive-in radio shows, which I have some sympathies towards the earlier time zone in Atlantic Canada, but it always seemed a little bit contrived to have this one number come out at a different time. Anyways, they all come out at 8.30. They've all come out now. As you noted, uh, they've all been somewhat disappointing. And so I didn't even know that stat you just mentioned. So I guess the biggest miss in the U.S. in, in some long period of time. And you know, when you get 266,000 new jobs and you're expecting a million, well, that is a pretty enormous miss. Uh, however, let's recognize we're dealing with just large numbers in general these days. And so like a million is not something that we've seen very much before. We got kind of in that vicinity the, the, the month before, and we've seen a little bit of that uh, last year as well. But in general, a decent job gain is 100,000. A good, good job gain is 200,000. Like spectacular is running into the twos, which this is. And of course, you know, the twist then being expectations were higher. Uh, and here we are in a you know, pandemic type recovery. And so uh, I, I'm a little disappointed as well. I didn't actually expect precisely 266,000 <laughs> jobs, full disclosure. Uh, you know, the unemployment rate did tick 0.1 percentage points higher and so on. But I, I would just say, don't obsess over a single number too much. It's still quite clear to me that we are seeing an economy that's in rapid recovery mode. The month of April for the US is a little bit tricky um, in a different way than we'll get to in Canada, but it's a little bit tricky just in the sense that you had these big honking checks go out in March in the US, these $1,400 checks, and a lot of that money got spent. And we can kind of see a little bit of a hangover here. And so maybe a bit of the hangover is just less enthusiastic hiring than otherwise. It looks like maybe retail sales in April in the US might be a little softer as well. So do budget for that. But you know the, the main story is one in which you know, the vaccines are, are surging forward and the US is getting rid of restrictions as opposed to introducing new ones. And our team just updated this is an internal only thing, but I do trickle some of this out through the, the macro memo. We updated our, our real-time indicator deck, and you know, most things are still pretty consistent with the U.S. economy that's that's blazing forward, and you know, we're very comfortable 
being above consensus in our U.S. growth forecast. And I should say, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to hang on to that above consensus forecast for long because the consensus is rising so quickly, it's kind of hot on my heels here. And so we may not ultimately be above consensus for long, but you know, we, we certainly are optimistic. And this doesn't really change my my interpretation too much. You know, We certainly hear from businesses in some cases having trouble finding workers at this point in time, which has its own maybe set of ominous concerns, but nevertheless, uh, a, a sign of success, I think, for the labor market. And then for Canada, well, the Canadian numbers were down. And so let the record show that was expected. And so unlike the U.S., Canada locked down in late March and into April. And so when the April economic numbers come along, they're not going to look great. And so Canada officially lost 207,000 jobs in April. And of course, the unemployment rate then went up. It went up to 8.1%. So it's, it's weak numbers all around. Some of the weakness was, was expected. Uh, the sources of the weakness were entirely logical, I would say. And so Ontario, for instance, uh, getting the, the biggest hit, BC getting a big hit as well. Those were some of the provinces that did the most significant uh, lockdowns uh, in terms of you know where hours worked and employment shrank and disproportionately things like accommodation and food services, the very sectors that got shut down. And so I, I think this is temporary. I can't claim that all those jobs come surging back in, in May necessarily, just because here we are now in May without a lot of easing of restrictions. But I do think over the next few months, we'll get those back. And, and we'll go further. And so, I, again, I can't deny that the Canadian economy is suffering a, a real, if, if limited, hit uh, at, at this juncture. But nevertheless, uh, it's it's likely to be a temporary one. And I, I still think 2021 is going to be a pretty good year for Canada as well. Yeah, and, and, and hard for Canada not to be doing uh, doing well if the U.S. economy is uh, is, is progressing uh, at, 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 in terms of growth at a very rapid rate. Uh, and you're seeing uh, surges in demand and pricing on on the commodity front. So, so Canada ought, ought to be fine as, as we move forward. Well, for sure. In, in the end, I mean, we, we are very, very likely to see restrictions. In fact, we have begun in some cases, but to continue to see restrictions ease, particularly over the second half of this month and certainly into June. And you know, as you say, U.S. fast growth absolutely bleeds across to Canada. U.S. fiscal stimulus bleeds across to Canada. Uh, Canadian fiscal stimulus is not trivial, by the way. A lot of programs are still outstanding. And then that most recent federal budget was a, a pretty darn generous one with over $100 billion of, of new spending over the next three years and more than that over the next five years. So yeah, there, there, there's still quite a bit of, of money sloshing around and we're still seeing optimism on the part of, of businesses in terms of the outlook and that kind of thing as well. So I, I still feel fine about it as much as these job numbers aren't going to cheer anybody up particularly. Yeah, and, and, and we've, we've covered this before in, in our discussions, but I, but I think it bears repeating that, you know, this is a snapshot in time uh, and, and it's really a snapshot in the rearview mirror when we're, we're, when we're talking about employment. And, and really what you're looking at in terms of your overall view, you're taking a step back and looking at the trends in employment much more broadly than that than one report. Is that not right? Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, the, the danger and the tricky thing in interpreting this kind of information is, you know, what's signal, what's noise, what is actually, you know, adding to our knowledge and what is maybe confusing us a little bit, and particularly with job numbers, and actually particularly for Canadian ones, which are notoriously volatile, you really can't extract all that much from a single month. I mean, the, the fact that it's negative probably is a real signal here, I think. But nevertheless, you, you can't necessarily extract all that much with, with clarity. And so, you know, you're best advised to look at these things on a trend basis or to look for other confirming or disagreeing pieces of information. So we're very holistic in doing that. It's rare that one indicator makes me think, oh, my goodness, I've got it all horribly wrong and we need to change course here. I want to see a few things. And sometimes that means that you've you're, you're a little late. That sometimes is the case, but most of the time, 90% of the time, it's it, it's a bit of noise that's gotten into the data here. 
and you know the underlying drivers prevail. And at this point in time, makes sense. We've seen a bit of a pullback, but the underlying trend is one of pretty rapid recovery. We think in 2021. Yeah, and, and and I think the same thing when you look at markets. Uh, you know, we 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 looked. There was a snap reaction as the number came out because the number was was such a big surprise. You saw uh, yields on on Treasury a ten year Treasury in the U.S. just spiked down. You saw. Uh, some of the areas of the market that are more growth oriented, that depend on very low interest rates, they spike up. But then as we've, we've already moved just a couple of hours and things have sort of settled down. So, so there, there's a lot to digest. And, and again, it's part of the, it's, it's more about the bigger picture and longer term trends than, than, than a snap reaction to a, to a number on one morning. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, up is down and down is up sometimes in markets as well. And sometimes we get into these funny modes in which, you know, the market celebrates, you know, cautious economic data because it means that maybe we're not overheating and the Fed or the central bank that's relevant doesn't have to tighten and so on. And so it, it often gets quite blurry. In the end, I generally think it makes sense to celebrate pretty good growth. And so I, you know, I'm a little disappointed in this, but nevertheless, I'm sure a silver lining is people are a bit less fretful about inflation when you look at some of the wage numbers being a bit softer and the unemployment rate being a bit higher. You know, one concern people have is, gee, this recovery is so fast. Are we going to be like end of business cycle six months from now? And I, I, I don't think so. I mean, this is a quick one. And I, all else equal, I would guess that this business cycle could be shorter than the 10-year average we've seen over, over recent decades, but you know, shorter on the order of five years, not shorter on the order of one year, I think is maybe the key message there. And, and if you want to read about Eric's uh, reaction, once he's had a time to churn through the numbers, he'll be up pretty much all weekend working on this uh, to release his macro memo on, uh, on Monday. Uh, where he'll 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 be able to do a, a little bit more analytics than, uh, as we say, the snap reaction that we're giving you here. Uh, kind of like being on uh, morning radio in Newfoundland. This uh, this particular uh, recording here. I've, uh, I've I've been up for that before. It was hard for me, but you're you're up at three o'clock every morning. Probably nothing for you. Two to three. Two to three. <laughs> two, two to two to three. So again, uh, look for uh, Eric's macro memo uh, every Monday, and this Monday in particular will be uh, will be interesting with uh, with these reports and all kinds of stuff going on around the pandemic, uh, the economic recovery, and markets. Eric, uh, as always, thank you for your time today. Thanks, everybody. Stay safe. Bye.